Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. As a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, and time matters. And when all of that aligns, everything works. And today we have Laura McPherson with us. Laura is a writer who helps businesses, the B2B companies, attract their ideal prospects and convert them to customers. Laura integrates buying um, psychology into the marketing message and content, resulting in campaigns that produce more and better leads. Laura has been helping B2B leadership teams and marketing departments reach their revenue goals for over a decade, and she knows what it takes to make a website or a landing page sell, and what motivates prospects who read an article, white paper, or case study to call for a consultation. And so, Laura, I am very excited to have you on our podcast episode today, so welcome. Thank you, Marla. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. You know, you, you've gotten into the business of, you know, being a freelancer and, and working as a staff writer for, you know, magazines and building out various different industries. And that's really where I want this conversation to go. The people that are tapping into this, you know, they're business owners, they're entrepreneurs, they're millennials starting out, right? And so can you give us a little bit of your story, Laura, and like how you got into doing what you're doing today in business? Sure, Yeah. Um, so in college, I got a degree in creative writing. Um, I thought I was going to be the next great American novelist (laughs) that didn't happen or hasn't happened yet, I should say. Um, but I, I got into, um, as you mentioned, you know, writing for magazines. I did some writing for, um, a newspaper, local newspaper, um, so I was doing a lot of writing, um, but then I got a job um, as a marketing manager and started learning more about marketing and, you know, really how to use words to sell. Um, and then um, content marketing came along, inbound marketing, where, you know, people were using articles and white papers um, to attract their audience. Um, so I was able to take the knowledge that I had gained, um, you know, about marketing and really apply it to, um, you know, content strategy to figure out, you know, how, how can we use all these great articles to actually, you know, convert prospects into clients. Absolutely, yeah, and that's that's where I came to it. When I, I witnessed a few of the articles that you had written, I was very tantalized by them. I mean, you do a, an amazing job. So when you say words to sell, take us there for a minute. I mean, how as like business owners and these these B two B companies that you work with, how do you define and get to the bottom of those words that really do sell their product, their service, their business to others? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I um, I really encourage um, companies to start with their audience because um, you know how do you how do you know <laughs> what's really going to make um, make your product or service sell if you don't really thoroughly understand um, who they are what they think um, and not just the information you can get from demographics um, or a survey or something like that. Um, really digging into what their goals are, both professionally and personally, um, what they fear, 
uh, what they read, um, get it, really getting inside their minds um, to understand how they think. Um, and so starting there and then figuring out, okay, now that I understand this person, um, what pain points can I really connect with? What what does my product or service, um, which pain point does my product or service, um, you know, meet in a way that's better than any of my competitors? Um, so it really starts with the audience, um, you know, I think. Okay, okay. One of the the cool questions I thought um, when, when you and I were going through the interacting phase, you know, one of the questions that you posed is, you know, what's that person's um, typical day look like? And I think that's a yes. really interesting question. So like when you say, you know, you're talking and you're starting with an audience, I'm like, why would a question like what their typical day looks like matter in the marketing arena? Yeah. So I love that question because, you know, if you come right out and ask someone, like, what are you afraid of? <laughs> They're going to be like, um, <laughs> well, <I'm> my mother-in-law. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So asking a question like, what does your typical day look like? You can get a real good sense of what their struggles are, what they encounter, because they'll tell you, um, you know, here's what I do first, second, or third, and you can pick up on little nuances and subtleties and then dig into those um, and ask follow-up questions about um, about those things that give you a really good picture um, and just help, you know, help the people be honest with you um, and, you know, give you some information that they wouldn't, you know, if you were just asking direct questions. So I really like that one, you know, to get at get at those little, you know, nuances. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I think the thing that's interesting too, and you talk a lot about the pain points, right? And I think like when you're a business owner, all we can think of is like the solutions that we offer people and the things that we're the problems that we're solving. So how do you help businesses flip that coin, you know, flip that thinking into from going from problems that we're solving, this is how I'm helping you, to actually saying, you know, this is a pain that people are feeling or sensing. So there's a bit of a unique dynamic there. Are you listening? Can you hear that difference there? Yeah. Um, and I really think, you know, again, it goes back to starting with – your target audience rather than starting with your product um, because that pain um, on the surface, everyone's pain is, you know, I want to make more money, I need more time, um, I need less stress, but really digging into that pain and getting very, very specific is where the magic happens because then you can speak directly to the, the very specific elements of that pain, um, and that is what connects with an audience because all of a sudden they're really thinking about how badly this hurts and the consequences of the pain um, and of not doing anything about the pain. Um, and that's really what motivates people to action. Um, so, Absolutely. So just creating out you know, what it is. And, and, and I think that's why it is so effective. So when you go into your, you know, your content strategy, um, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. So you've written some articles on LinkedIn. And one of them that I really love is 
um, you know, why your ideal prospect just picked your competitor and how to win next time. Tell me how and walk us through how you approach writing that article and, and why does it matter that, you know, that you, take, you took the angle that you did? Yeah. Um, so if I'm, if I'm remembering which one, you know, that was. Um, so a lot of times with content marketing, um, you know, it's all about sharing your expertise, sharing information, um, being an expert resource. And that's great um, because people can really see, you know, what you know. Um, and, and people are searching for solutions to their issues, educational information, you know, as they're in the buying process. Um, so if they, you know, if they read an article that you wrote, um, they're going to learn a lot of really great stuff probably. Um, however, <laughs> if you haven't really illuminated your unique value, um, they're also looking at all your competitors. So they're taking the valuable information that you have provided and then they're going over to your competitor who maybe has, you know, done a better job communicating their value. And they realize how bad their problem is and they're like, oh, this person over here can help me solve that. So um, I really encourage companies to think about, you know, not just sharing great information and educational um, information, but but always connecting it back um, to how your products and services meet the need, get rid of the pain in a more thorough or better way um, than not, not necessarily naming your competitors, but um, but connecting your unique value proposition to the particular pain point that you solve better than anyone else. So they realize, oh, you know, I can't go to anyone else and, and solve my problem in the way I need to. I need to contact this person or this company. Absolutely. Okay, so Laura, talk about your skill set with that. I mean, because you're very good at it. And what would you say has been one of your success factors in helping you really understand it in a way that others don't? Because it's such a tangled, I think, topic for most businesses. And everybody, like you said, we're all trying to get out there and do business. But how are you as, as a writer, what is it about the skills that you bring that you love to do about it? Yeah, I think a lot of it is um, the psychology behind it. I love psychology. I minored in psychology in school, um, and I've been studying it ever since. Um, you know, not just consumer psychology and buying psychology, but, um, you know, general psychology, how, how people think, how their experiences affect them, um, how experiences with other people. You know, so even in, say, a buying situation, um, you know, you've got your – um, you know, the contact that you've been talking to is a salesperson perhaps, um, but what about the rest of the team that that individual is um, talking with and being influenced by and how can you, um, you know, give them the tools that they'll need to sell you, <laughs> you know, to to the higher-ups and um, to the other people who are, you know, stakeholders in the decision. So there's just so much that goes into it um, that you can incorporate into your content and your content strategy. 
Um, and to me, that it's just so fascinating, um, you know, how, how people think, how they're influenced, um, and then, you know, even even deeper um, persuasion psychology and, you know, um, how to convince people of things. Um, it's, it's really, really valuable, I think, you know, studying psychology um, and just bringing that, you know, into um, the strategy, that marketing strategy, um, and then content in particular. Right. Okay. So you're talking a great interplay there. I love it. And you're right, psychology goes into just into the depths of really anything that we're doing in business. But I think you've tapped into it. There's such an interplay with how you are, you know, you're using persuasive language, but how do you use that level of persuasion and you're working with somebody who has such high integrity and don't feel like, I don't want to persuade anybody. I want them to really sense with purity to do business with me. I don't want to have to tangle them up in language in order for them to attract to what I offer. How yeah. So, yeah. So I view, I view what I do um, as a tool, and you know you can use any tool for good or bad. Um, and there's a lot of marketers out there who are using it for bad. Um, you know, and it, it can marketing. Marketing is kind of a dirty word, you know, to a lot of people <laughs> right. because there's a lot yes. of sleazy marketing out there, you know. Um, yeah. And, and you know that's you you know obviously you don't want to go there with it um so my um the way i approach it is first of all um you know when i'm working with clients i'll only take on a client if i'm really sold on what they're providing and really believe in it um so that i can feel confident in you know in helping them you know sell themselves um but then, you know, once once you're convinced that you are really bringing value um, to your to your audience, to your prospects, um, then it's a matter of just using that tool to help them make the right decision. Um, for example, um, one of the things that's really hard for, especially in B two B situations where um, you know, you're talking big enterprise, um, you know, products and services. They're very expensive. There's a lot of, um, you know, it's a very complex process. Um, so your buyer, um, it, is, it takes a lot of time. So, you know, they're researching, they're doing all these things. It's it's kind of a high stakes game because they're, you know, responsible to spend all this money. If they make a bad decision, um, you know, it can affect their job. So they are really hesitant to, to make a decision. And a lot of, a lot of B2B um, purchases just don't get made. Um, It's not that, you know, they buy from a competitor. They just decide to make no decision at all. Um, And, in that situation, you know, you're trying to persuade them that the status quo is harmful. Um, so you're basically just revealing the truth, but in a in a way that motivates them to act because we're all uh, wired to avoid loss. We don't want to take risks. Um, it's really hard for people. So, you know, understanding that psychology and helping people overcome it um, Kind of, kind of, you know, like you do, um, mm-hmm. working with people's natural human 
way of being um, and helping them reach their goals and overcome those things that are holding them back. Um, and in this case, you know, holding them back from making a buying decision that will really, really help them in the end. Absolutely. Yeah, getting them to the yes. And that's the thing. And I think, Laura, mm-hmm. as we're listening to you in this podcast episode and people that are, you know, listening to this interview um, are really hearing, I think, your genuine purity and, and how you like to approach marketing. And like you said, yes, there's so many ways out there. And I know all of us, we show up to our in-basket in the morning and there's like 10 pieces of material out there that we subscribe to or over the, you know, over time, we're, we're constantly getting these messages, you know, I can do this or buy for me or, you know, it's, but it's, mm-hmm. um, you can sense it. Like you can sense when somebody's really genuinely wanting to do business with you versus like just putting something in your in-basket and hope, in-basket and hope that it sticks, right? I mean, there's such a yeah, difference there. Yeah, absolutely. So take mm-hmm. us there. I mean, because, like, you know, I mean, there's, there's probably more garbage than good out there on our emails and, and the way that we're communicating with people. What, what takes garbage and what makes it really good in your vantage point? What do you <laughs> see the most? Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's tons of garbage out there. <laughs> Um, and I think I really think it starts with your perspective, um, because if your perspective is, you know, I need to get this out as quickly as I can, and you know, get as many emails out as I can, and reach as many people as I can, uh, you know, the shotgun approach, um, that's going to come across. And I mean, even if your intentions are good, but you're focused on yourself because. Um, you know, you're you're really desperate to get customers, um, either, you know, because as an entrepreneur, you know, you need to pay your mortgage. Um, or, you know, if you're if you are a marketing manager at a company, you know, your boss is kind of, you know, holding these numbers over your head that you have to reach. Um and that um fear really comes across. Um whereas if you you know, again, if you start with your audience and and their perspective and their needs and you're asking yourself okay how can i help this person um what problems can i solve even in this individual email that i'm sending um with when you're in that mindset then what you write um in the um content itself um like what you're saying you'll still be saying the same thing, but how you say it um, will be focused on the recipient, and and that will come across. Um, right. And, you know, you'll get much better results and um, and feel good about it <laughs> in the process. Right. right. So, like, that intimacy is effective, right? It's it's really mm-hmm. getting Absolutely. down. Absolutely. And, and like you said, I think just removing, you know, thinking of how I'm serving everybody, right, versus saying, hey, look, this is how I am helping Cindy Lou who solved the problem and really drilling down and just pretending like that conversation is just between the two of you. When in essence, sometimes it can serve hundreds of people. But when we kind of reframe yes. it and get really intimate and say, look, you know, this is how, it, you know, this is, yeah, this more in-depth, I think really kind of removes all of that, uh, you know, all of the tangle of what's happening out there and really kind of drill down and have that one-on-one conversation. And that's where it becomes the most effective. Is Absolutely. There a, mm-hmm. Is there a way, you know, when you're working with businesses, is, is are there any magic bullets, Laura, <laughs> that you've seen in what you're doing, <laughs> you know, that 
you know, like any like top three recommendations that you have in, in helping people get to that level of intimacy in their communication styles? I actually do. Um, I do have a magic bullet. Um, Ooh, let's and bring it. it. Is one on, yeah. <laughs> um, it, when I discovered this, it just opened up the world to me. Um, and it's one-on-one interviews. So, um, you know, a lot of times market research um, will be surveys or um, looking at demographic information, um, data. But there's a limit to what data can tell you. And when you do a one-on-one interview and you ask those questions and you dig into, um, you know, that individual conversation with that individual person, you learn things that you could learn in no other way. And, you know, whenever I work with a new client, you know, I'm interviewing, you know, 10 to 15 of their um, their customers and look for um, overlap. And when I start to see patterns um, among what they're saying, I realize, oh, okay, here's the gold. Um, here's a common pain point um, very specific pain point um, or nuance of a pain point that I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that the client didn't realize um, a lot of times, you know, they're even surprised. Um, and here's where we can really connect with this, you know, um, niche or uh, market segment um, to really be a lot more effective and, and meet the needs um, in a better way and communicate that. Absolutely. I love it. Well, this is such a great, um, you know, for anybody that's listening to this episode, I mean, if, if one more tip or pointer before we leave. So if, you know, somebody is thinking about getting into, you know, becoming a storyteller or working with companies on, on content writing, are there any recommendations that you have for getting started in that arena or, um, you know, ways that you can really motivate them or encourage them along the way to be part of that? Yeah, um, so there's a few people that I follow that I really like. Um, from a copywriting standpoint, um, Joanna Wiebe with Copy Hackers, um, as, as copyhackers.com. Um, she has a lot of really good resources, um, you know, about persuasion and um, um, conversion, copywriting, um, from, a, from a really, you know, positive um, viewpoint. Um, and then the other thing that I do is just read a lot. Um, I look for companies who are doing it well. You know, I keep an eye on my inbox for um, the companies that really, you know, they're just taking it to the next level. Um, Unbalanced is one company who I love getting their emails because they're so individual. And you really do feel like the person is talking directly to you. Um, and the crazy thing is if you hit reply, and say, hey, I love your email, they'll write you back. And it's, you know, personal. And so it's real. Again, you know, it's not like we're trying to trick people or anything like that, um, but just really communicate, you know, what the deal is. Um, So those are the two main things that I do is, you know, online resources, um, people that I really admire, um, and then, you know, just keeping the eye out on, um, you know, marketing that resonates with you and then, you know, figuring out oh, what makes this work and what are they doing. 
That's so cool. I love it. And I, I love your spirit, Laura. I mean, it's this is just something that I find really interesting and fascinating. As I work with small business owners and independents, you know, people are really to, trying to bring out their best. You have just the beauty of the way that you do it through your words. And so, you know, to learn more about Laura McPherson, you can visit our website at MarloHiggins.com where you can learn how to connect to Laura's different resources. She is also um, aligned and is the, um, the owner of Ideally Marketing. So I-D-A-L-L-Y marketing.com and you can find out more about her copywriting and her content services on that platform. And we just want to thank you, Laura, for being part of this episode today. And we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for that partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much, Marlo.